Thank you so much to Circle for sponsoring this episode of All Things Apple. Circle is the literal best water bottle brand that I've ever come across because they have these little flavor pods called Sips that you put in your water bottle and boom, it tastes so much better than water. And you're going to love it if you're like me and you don't drink enough water and your body wants to literally fall over and die after a day of work because you forgot to drink water. So yeah, their bottle is literally amazing. You're going to love it. I can almost guarantee it. They have over 50 flavors to choose from. I personally love the coffee flavors and a lot of their fruity flavors. Um, They also have an amazing peach tea one, so definitely check them out. You can get $5 off your first auto ship order if you use my link. And honestly, it is the best thing you can do for your body because they even have flavors that have vitamins like vitamin b infused in them so you're gonna be not only doing better for your body but you're gonna enjoy water so who doesn't want to do that check them out guys thank you oh my iphone 15 do we have a lot to talk about so the event just finished my brain is like overstimulated with so much to talk about even though we didn't get a whole lot of extras but the event unpacked a lot so we're gonna get into that um yeah i'm so happy with the event even though we didn't get extra devices we got a lot of talking points and two great new products and then one that i just think could have honestly been a site refresh so let's get into the iPhone 15 event. Okay, so as we unpack this, I just want to make it known, if you hear this, I'm sorry, but I mean, I'm recording this in the morning, and I'm drinking my iced coffee while I record, just because I'm trying to save some time, so I apologize if that annoys you, but at the same time, I gotta get my caffeine. So, first things first, iPhone 15. It is the most exciting normal person iPhone that I think we have ever gotten. And I think that's purely based on um, the amount of pro-level features coming to a base model iPhone, especially given the time. We're in a time where, like, there's not as much you can change about a phone. So the fact that they brought both a lot of pro camera features and the design over to the base iPhones, it's amazing. I'm so happy. I honestly didn't think they would bring anything other than Dynamic Island, but I was shocked when um, on screen they unveiled that iPhone 15 would be getting a 48 megapixel camera setup as well, and that they were adding a feature that gives you 2x zoom um, that acts as if it is an optical zoom lens, because they're actually limiting pictures on the 48 megapixel sensor to, I believe, 18 megapixels, something like that. Um, It's either 12 or 18, so it's technically going to take 12 or 18 megapixel photos, but because the sensor itself is capable of uh, 48, or no, no, it's 24, 24, because they cut it in half. Because the sensor is capable of uh, 48 megapixels, they're actually... Um, 
limiting it to half so that way the photos are still clear but if you want to zoom in you can hit 2x and it's not going to lose any clarity which i really like i think that was a smart move on apple's part because they've definitely done stuff like this in the past and it always makes it seem like you have so much more to work with um which is honestly true because of the way that they're divvying up what they have on that main 48 megapixel lens. So I'm really excited about the camera just because I have zoomed in a lot on my 14. And honestly, I'm disappointed with the way that the 14 has been in terms of rear camera. I've noticed a difference with the front-facing camera, but honestly, that's not what I use most. What I use most is the rear, and that's because I personally am legally blind, and I have to take pictures of a lot of things to see them. So um, I just still, even though I use the camera a lot, I can't justify over $1,000 for a phone after tax, so I always get the regular iPhone. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm very excited to see how this will work in my daily life. Unfortunately, my pre-order was shifted all the way to October... 30th to November. So um, we'll see when that actually comes. <laughs> One thing I was a little surprised by was iPhone 15 and USB-C. Not necessarily that it was on the iPhone 15, because we kind of knew that um, with the way the EU was forcing companies to switch. But I was shocked that USB-C is only going to have USB 3 speeds, because I thought, oh, USB 3, that is so old. Like, Lightning was probably capable of that. And then I did some research after the event and found out that USB-C, um, yes, is capable of faster speeds normally on most devices. Apple's limiting it to USB 3 probably to make it look like more of an upgrade when they update it in the future because Lightning was only capable of USB 2, which I had no idea about. Like, I just... I don't really use the cord to transfer data, so I didn't notice, um, but I'm sure a lot of people have, and that's really shocking to me just because I feel like most USB-C ports now are USB 4. I mean, on the MacBook Air, it's USB 4, and most MacBook Air users aren't even using those ports for data transfer at all. They're just using them for power. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little shocked there, but then again, it's just another Apple move that... Um, makes it so that they're not adding too much right now that way there's actually something to upgrade in the future which i kind of understand at this point because now that the 15s have dynamic island and um basically the look of the pros from last year with the frosted glass on the back i don't know what else they could change other than going back to flat edges or i'm sorry not flat edges um curved edges so yeah it's it's interesting now because I see less and less reasons to go with the Pro model iPhone unless you're going to be using any of the Pro camera features along with a new Pro camera feature, which is capturing spatial video. And that was something I found pretty interesting just because, I mean, we all know um, Apple Vision Pro is going to be coming, but it's not out yet. They haven't talked too much about that. They said it's on track um, for its original release date, which is good, but at the same time, they didn't give a date, they just said, you know, 2024, so, who knows, um, I still just, I find it interesting they added that on, and it was a very quick little 
and you can capture spatial, um, not audio, spatial video on iPhone Pro models using the main and ultra-wide lens, I just don't see a lot of people capturing it any other way now, which is good, um, but now I know kind of how Apple wanted to sell Vision Pro. It's still not a device that works on its own, and I'm thinking this could be like, where I'm going with this is that Apple Vision Pro could have some really limited features once it comes out if they're already unveiling a feature on the new iPhone that's supposed to do something that Vision Pro is supposedly already able to do on its own, if that makes sense. Um, I'm basically saying that they might be hinting at spatial video capturing on Vision Pro only being available later on because they're already saying you can do it on the iPhone. Now, I could be wrong, because they also could be unveiling it, um, just to say, like, look, it's gonna work together with all your other Apple devices, just like any other Apple device that we have right now, so it's not that much different. Either way, I just think it's good that they mentioned Vision Pro, they said that it's on its way, and I'm honestly just excited to see what people think of it, because I'm not gonna drop three grand, but maybe other people will. I mean, I know other people will, but we'll just have to see what it actually performs like. Because first-generation products from Apple are always interesting. You can usually see where it could go, but it's never, like, fully featured. And there's a lot, not necessarily missing, but there's a lot of potential. And you can usually see that with the first-gen. Whereas, like, other brands, like Samsung, they'll come out with a first-gen product and you don't really see where it's going. Um, I still don't see where foldable phones are going. In my opinion, I think it's kind of gimmicky. Um, like, why... I still don't understand why anyone would need a foldable phone or, like, what the benefit truly is, unless if it's the kind that folds into, a, like, a mini tablet. But even then, they only get to be, like, 8 inches. So, honestly, at that point, there's not as much of a difference between a larger phone and that. Um... Yeah, but anyway, this episode's about the Apple event, so let's get back on track. Thank you so much to Bella Rose for sponsoring this episode of All Things Apple. Bella Rose is a small skincare and hair care brand that makes awesome products, and they've also got way more than skin and hair care, like amazing bath bombs. I cannot tell you how lovely these things smell. The Rose Petal Bath Bomb, just, oh, so good. So freaking good. I don't know how else to describe it. It's beautiful. It smells amazing. It looks cool. It's everything you've ever wanted in a bath bomb and then some. I also use their um, moisture balm. It's a lovely moisturizer that just feels very good on the skin, smells great. And I know for a fact that I'm not putting harmful chemicals on my skin because Bella Rose uses all natural ingredients in all of their products. So check them out with the link in these show notes to get 10% off. Again, use that link in these show notes to get 10% off on Bella Rose, the best small skincare brand ever. All the new iPhone models that have USB-C are actually going to be able to reverse charge through that USB-C port. So you can plug in AirPods, you can plug in your Apple Watch. Um, I'm not sure what other devices you'll be able to charge from it. I'd imagine that you can't like drain your iPhone battery to charge an iPad, but you never know. Maybe without software updates, they'll have some weird feature like that and then fix it. Um, cause I, I don't think Apple would let you really do that. 
but I did find it interesting because it was very much glossed over. I actually had to go back and rewatch because I was like, wait, did they just say that? So, um, yeah, I think that's going to be a nice feature to have, but I definitely would rather have wireless charging. And I guess with the Apple Watch it is, but, um, like to charge AirPods, I've, I've run into that situation where I need to charge my AirPods, but, um, didn't have the cord. So it would have been nice to see, like, reverse wireless charging. Um, I know it's kind of complicated now with MagSafe, so maybe that's why they're holding off on it. But, yeah, I do think that's a welcome feature, and I hate that Apple glossed over it so fast because they just simply, like, said, iPhone comes with USB-C, and now you can charge your AirPods or Apple Watch with your iPhone on the go, and I just, like, they showed it for a split second on the screen and moved on. So pacing of this event was definitely different. It was very, very quick in my opinion. And I feel like the overall production of this event was a little rushed. I would definitely agree that like Apple isn't putting in the same attention to detail as they did with the original um, virtual events that they did. But it's still way much like way more interesting to watch than their old events, which were like in an auditorium, people walking onto stages. It's much more fun this way. And I also appreciated the environmental part of the event, which makes me absolutely cackle when I think about it, because they had a Mother Nature skit. So if you watched the event, um, you would have seen a meeting room at Apple Park with a Mother Nature character and Tim Cook, all the executives around a table, and then she walks in, all of a sudden the sky turns dark, and then it starts to get sunny once they talk about their different environmental initiatives that have been actually really successful. And I think compared to other companies, Apple has been very much like dedicated for a long time to bettering their impact on the environment. And it's not just through purchasing lots and lots of carbon credits and donating to a lot of things that would give them that credit. But they definitely do some of that. So not every product now that they're coming up with that they deem carbon neutral is actually carbon neutral. I mean, you can't technically make a carbon neutral product without like providing clean energy to everybody who's charging their watches or phones. But they're definitely lessing... Le Wow. English is hard. <laughs> they are lessering their impact on the environment, which I love to see because more companies need to be aware of it, more people need to be aware of it, and just go in the right direction. That's exactly what this is. So Apple Watch Series 9 is the first ever carbon-neutral Apple product, and that's when it's paired with one of their new bands that is made from recycled material. And I really like the look of some of those because they actually have specs um, in the band that are made of recycled Apple Watch bands, which is pretty cool. I never thought I would see that, actually. Um, yeah, and I love the look of them. They seem awesome. They're also replacing leather with something that kind of looks like leather, kind of doesn't. It's called Fine Woven. Um, from what I've heard, it is a pretty tightly woven fabric that can, in certain light, resemble leather, but it's not trying to be leather. Otherwise, I'm sure Apple would call it something else. They would call it, like, green leather or something. You know, they would come up with a fun name. They wouldn't just be like, it's vegan leather. No. Um, yeah, so 
I do find that kind of fun and new. I'm going to miss the leather Apple products for sure because they're removing all of them from the website, which makes me really sad because ordering a nice leather case was always like something I would do down the road after having a phone for a little bit. And it just feels so expensive and nice. And then, you know, it, it freshens up a phone for sure to have like a nice new case. But I always was a fan of the leather ones. So that's a little bit of a disappointment for people like me who liked those but I do understand why they're doing it, and I do support any environmental initiatives Apple has, or any company for that matter. So that's kind of going to lead into Apple Watch Series 9, and honestly, I think Apple did a really, really good job of trying to make Series 9 look like the biggest upgrade ever to the Apple Watch. Now, mind you, the new double-tap feature which is basically just the, the hand that's wearing the watch. Um, you double-tap your index finger and thumb together. And that is one of the gestures for Apple Vision Pro. So I see what Apple's doing here. They're making it a big feature on the Apple Watch in order to get people used to it so that they will feel more at home with Vision Pro. Here's the issue, or at least the issue I have with it. This is already a feature. And I know what you're probably thinking. What the actual fuck? No, it's not. You're losing your mind. Steven, shut up. Um, no. So I didn't believe it when I first heard this. And I believe I first heard this on the Waveform podcast, which I am now just starting to like regularly listen to. And Marquez was like, yeah, this has existed on Apple Watch for a little while now. I think since 2021. But I'm thinking Apple introduced it on Apple Watch as an accessibility feature because they didn't want to have a feature that didn't fully work out as a public, everybody should use this type of feature. And while Apple doesn't collect a lot of data, I feel like they wanted to introduce it because they could see that it would help people but they didn't want to introduce it as, okay, everybody use this now, because it wasn't perfected. It wasn't that accurate. But on the latest version of Apple WatchOS, I do think it works a lot better than I thought it would. Um, I tried it on my Apple Watch, and I have an SE, mind you. Like, you don't need the latest Apple Watch hardware to use this. It is absolutely so, so accurate. I, oh my god, I could probably only do it, like, once in the span of five minutes of messing around with it, where it, like, didn't pick up on it, and that's because I was double tapping very, very lightly, and there's also a full, um, fist clench that you can do, so that's one of the gestures. I'm not sure what that does, um, because I know double tap is like an action button type of thing. So when there's a call coming in, you double tap, it'll answer it, it'll hang up, it'll pause or play music, stop alarms. Um, yeah, so I really, I love it. I think it's cool, but it's not really new, um, or at least not really new to Series 9. So the only real new features of Series 9 would be the updated um, GPS that's going to be more accurate, like the Apple Watch Ultra was, uh, the new color, the brighter screen, 
and the new chip that's faster, which is great. The chip being faster is going to make Siri on the watch a whole lot more, like, usable um, compared to now where sometimes you'll ask her for some basic stuff like home controls and she will, like, bounce off your phone and you can always tell when it's trying to grab info from the phone because it sits there and spins for a little bit and she's like, one sec, and then you know it's going to be, like, three minutes of waiting. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I, I see it being very useful then. Other than that, as of right now, I don't really think Series 9 is as big of a deal as Apple wanted it to be or as they seemingly made it seem. Um, because like, like I said, once we dissect it a little bit and just look at that double tap being there already on existing watches, I don't think, I still think it's an impressive feature. That's not changing my mind because I didn't know about it. And even then, like when it came out, I would have reacted the same way if I was aware. But, um, it's definitely not new, which makes me sad because I was almost going to order a series nine just for double tap when in reality I just enabled it on my watch and now I don't need a new watch so I think Apple was being a little sneaky not gonna lie and I don't like that um I like it when they're more straightforward and usually they are I feel like they're not super sneaky they're usually a pretty honest company but that was a little weird in my opinion that's like one of the newer not scandals but newer things they've done that I do not like at all and it makes me kind of sad i'm not gonna lie but beyond that series 9 still looks like a good upgrade because as siri supports more on device stuff it's going to be so much faster on the series 9 and when they did that on the iphone i remember sending messages and just doing about anything with siri was so much faster so i can only imagine how apple watch cellular models are going to be because those are standalone devices pretty much from the phone, like once they're set up, um, it's going to be so much better. So honestly, if you use Siri a lot on the watch, then I would look into getting a Series 9 eventually. Probably not now because pre-orders happened as of when I recorded this, and you pretty much can't get any of the new stuff until November. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much Series 9. It's not a huge upgrade. And then Apple Watch Ultra is an even smaller upgrade because Apple Watch Ultra is the same, but it has all of the new features of Series 9. So pretty much just a new chip and brighter screen, which, I mean, the Apple Watch Ultra screen was already really bright, brighter, I believe, than the Series 8. So yay. Um, I don't think it really needed to be brighter. Excuse me. Um, Yeah, so I don't think it needed to be brighter. And that makes the Apple Watch Ultra probably the least necessary upgrade, I would say, ever to an Apple Watch. Just because the Ultra was already great, and then they just updated the chip. So honestly, I don't even think they needed to call it a different generation. Just be like, Apple Watch Ultra and Apple Watch Ultra with a new chip, and then updated on the website. I wholeheartedly believe that's all it needed to be. They didn't even need to mention it, because the Ultra barely even got screen time, and that's because nothing's really new with it. So, kind of disappointed there, because I was hoping for something 
different with the Ultra, perhaps a smaller size. Um, not 100% sure if that's ever going to happen, but I would definitely look into getting an Ultra if it came in a smaller size. And honestly, not even that much smaller, like a 46 millimeter, 45, anything, because the 49 is just too big. And that's coming from someone who already can't see. So yeah, that and the price is a little much. But I think a smaller size would be so much better for so many people. So yeah, that's basically Apple Watch in a nutshell. Uh, charging's the same, battery is the same. They tried to call, <laughs> this is kind of funny, they tried to call the Apple Watch battery all day battery life, which I find absolutely comical, because it is not all day. Um, as somebody who works long hours, my Apple Watch has definitely died before the end of a work day, and that's with me getting up three hours before work. So, yeah, I do not like that. <laughs> Apple probably should work on adding new features to their overall battery health and battery life. Like maybe a low power mode that doesn't make your watch totally bricked. That would be nice because I feel like the current low power mode slows my watch down so much and makes it almost unusable. Um, yeah, but other than that, Apple Watch is pretty boring. And I feel like the most exciting part is the fact that Normal people are getting a way better iPhone this year if they do purchase a new one. Um, and the environment is being taken very seriously, per usual, by Apple. But they're just doing even more. And that makes me really happy because they even came out with a new little leaf circle logo that means an Apple product is uh, carbon neutral. So if you see that on a product's box, on the website... Um, that pretty much will be the indicator that you would look for. And I don't think people are really going to shop for a product based on that, or at least most people. But it's cool to see that Apple is being like, here's how you can tell. We're being very transparent about it. So as we do it, you will know which ones are and which ones aren't. Um, that's a very Apple thing to do, to come up with a new little logo for people, to make it easy to understand. Um, yeah, I I loved it. I thought that was cool. The environment part of the event was probably the most fun to watch from that skit with Mother Nature. And then after they got done talking about their environmental stuff, <laughs> she made the sun come out. That was cool. Um, yeah, but honestly, iPhone 15 is making me really excited, purely based on USB-C. And then I look at Dynamic Island as a little cherry on top of the Sunday. But, like, most people are probably not even going to care about USB-C, in my opinion. I know a lot of people in my personal life who do not give a single shit about USB-C. They don't even know what it is. Some of them are still like, wait, is that the smaller one? Um, Just because they don't know or care. Most people are probably going to be pissed off about the change just because of how many of us have bought lightning cables and, like, collected them with new products over the years. So, yeah, that's probably going to be a pain in the ass for most. But I'm excited just because I'm tired of lightning. I have it on my iPad. And I think it would be great to just get rid of the lightning cables, to have less cables all over. Because I cannot tell you how many times I have tried to find a phone charger and then I pick up a USB-C and I'm like, shit, this isn't going to work. So, 
if we can eliminate that for all Apple users who have iPads and MacBooks, um, that'd be great. Just because even Apple TV remote is now USB-C. So everything's moving in, in that direction. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave a follow or subscribe, depending on what platform you're on. And that would be greatly appreciated. Feel free to check out my social media. There will be a link in these show notes. And um, just to mention, one of our longtime um, sponsors of the podcast, Circle, they are still a very, very great sponsor of mine and all of my content. So please check them out along with Bella Rose. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great one. See ya.